Welcome to Intentionally Grounded. I'm your host, Brian Willie, along with my co-host, John Kesselring. Episode 42 features the head coach of Lakeville South High School, Tyler Krebs. Coach discusses the keys to turning around struggling programs and overcoming adversity to achieve sustainable success. We also dig into Lakeville South's highly productive Power T offense and discuss the difficulty of the transition to the old-fashioned offense in the modern era. Don't forget to check out our website at igfootballcoach.com for all our blog posts and podcast episodes. Also, it'd be much appreciated if you could leave us a review on iTunes to help grow our program and share our message with a larger community. This episode of Intentionally Grounded is brought to you by GoRoute. GoRoute brings practice efficiency into the 21st century with on-field digital risk coaches. Trusted at practices by more than 350 high schools and 30-plus FBS and FCS teams, GoRoute allows coaches to instantly send scout cards and installs to players so they can stay up-tempo all practice without the need for binders or managing multiple huddles. Compatible with all major play-drawing systems and hand-drawn cards, GoRoute teams routinely double or triple their practice reps daily. If you value practice time and want the best preparation, then you need to go no scout cards with GoRoute. Learn more at www.goroute.com, that is G-O-R-O-U-T.com, or by emailing at sales at goroute.com. Or you can call the phone number at 866-777-1448. Episode 17 of Season 2 of Intentionally Grounded with Coach Tyler Krebs starts now. Introduce yourself to our audience and explain why you got into coaching. So uh, my name is Tyler Krebs. I'm the, the head coach at Lakeville South High School. Uh, I was a Lakeville grad, so I, I played for Larry Thompson uh, at Lakeville and uh, had a great experience as a player and uh, went into teaching and coaching. I, I started teaching at, at Eastview High School, was there for 14 years, and then went to Burnsville High School years, and then the job opened up itself. So um, I, I, I teach and coach because I love it. I, I, I enjoy being around the kids, and, again, I had a great experience uh as a player, and so I, I want uh, our players to have a similar experience. Coach, when you were at ECU, you were the defensive coordinator there and then the head coach at Burnsville, and like you had just said, now you're the head football coach at Lakeville South. Uh, what have been some of the biggest lessons you've learned from your previous staffs that have helped prepare you for your current position? Yeah, well, I, I think I, you know, I've, I've been fortunate to, uh, to be around a lot of really good people and, and good football people, good men, so... Uh, I, I learned a lot from Coach Thompson and, and his staff at Lakeville. I, I also was fortunate to play basketball for Coach Oxton uh, as well. So, you know, I had an experience in high school with two Hall of Fame coaches, which I think is, is pretty unique, and learned a lot about, you know, how to how to be a coach and how to run a program from those guys. And then uh, went to Ke- uh, went to Eastview High School and worked with Kelly Sherwin and that staff. And, uh, again, that was a unique experience because uh, we were there when the, when the school opened. So, you know, everything, you know, building a program from scratch, uh, from booster club to playbooks to youth program to, you know, strength program to everything. So, again, being a part of that uh, was a unique experience and, and just learned a ton, you know, in that process. And uh, and those those lessons carried with me to, to Burnsville and, and same thing, you know, was around a lot of great people there and, and great coaches and mentors. And so, um, you know, yeah, I think you learn you learn something new um, every day, every year. And, and, you know, all those experiences have impacted me and and what we're doing now. Coach, you're at Burnsville. You were part of a turnaround that saw Burnsville play in three consecutive section championships. What do you believe was the key behind your turnaround at Burnsville, and, and what were some of the actions you and your staff took to get the turnaround started? 
Yeah, you, you know, I mean, it was uh, taking that job. I, you know, I thought there was potential there. Um, you know, and we we had played against Brinzel when I was growing up and then coached against them. And so, you know, th- there was some talent there. Um, obviously, from afar, you don't understand everything until you get, you know, get into the program. But the, the biggest thing, I think, and um, I'm a big believer in, in kind of three pillars of a program, uh, building a program. The first is the coaching staff, you know, hiring quality people, quality teachers, uh role models and mentors. And, and if you look at every great program around, you know, they, they have stability in their staff. And so that was a big thing is, you know, we made a, a, a few changes to the staff there. I think that that was uh, big for us and, and, and try to mold and, and mentor, you know, some young coaches there. Uh, the second piece is, is strength program and, and player development. And uh, we were fortunate to hire a, a guy named Scott Solly as a strength coach there at Burnsville. And, and that was you know huge for us, you know, just to become, bigger, faster, stronger, and to be able to compete physically. I, I think that was a, you know, it took us a few years and I think, you know, that was a, a big, big key for us. And then the, the third pillar is, is a youth program. And again, we, we made some changes there. I think that were good for us and that's really the lifeblood of your program. And, um, you know, when we got there, we, you know, we, we knew we had an eighth grade group that was pretty talented. Uh, we tried to keep that group together, you know, so we kind of resisted the urge of, of, of moving those guys up and, and they played together and they won together and, that was Kamal Martin, uh, who's playing for the Gophers right now, and and Ben Olson, who's playing at uh, Northern Illinois, and um, and so I, I think you know having that group come through that had, that had won. That's that's the biggest thing when you're taking over a program that hasn't won is you know they, they need to believe, and so um, you know allowing those guys to play together and win uh, you know was huge for us. Uh, and once they became juniors and seniors, coach, you kind of just hit on a lot about how you turned around Burnsville and. Um, as you were l- looking or getting ready to leave, what drew you to Lakeville South? And, you know, they had been up and down for several years prior prior to you getting there. So what was the draw? Other than being an alum, what brought your attention to that job? Yeah, I, I think, you know, I was, um, you know, when I was at ECU, I had been there for 14 years and was kind of ready for a head coaching job. And so that was really the reason for, you know, you know looking at the Burnsville position. And, and for me, I'm a teacher first. I, I teach uh, English and business classes, but really my passion is video production and graphic design. And so I was looking for schools that had a TV studio where I, where I could do the you know, the teaching I wanted to do. And and Burnsville had that. And so um, that you know the, the, the teaching part, the coaching part. You know, my family. I've, I've got uh, a wife and three kids. So I mean, there's a lot of different factors you need to kind of you know weigh as as you're looking at job opportunities and. When the Lakeville South job opened up, I mean, you know, I wasn't necessarily looking for a job at that point. I was really happy at, at Burnsville, and we were expecting to, you know, to be there for a while. But the, you know, the South job was unique in that both my wife and I were Lakeville grads, and so, you know, have a chance to go back and be closer to our family. And Larry Thompson was my head coach. He's retiring, so you know, the, the chance to, you know, to to take you know take on that program and try to keep him involved. He's still a coach in the program, and it's important for me to you know to to keep those guys around if you can. And so there was a teaching job that fit. Um, it, it just, again, all the stars aligned and, um, you know, you wait for situations like that that happen. And, and when you get them, you, you kind of jump on them. So um, it just was a really good fit and, and uh, it's, it's worked out really well. And coach, you talked a little bit about the different pillars that you used in turning around a program, but if we look at the program that you have built or the programs that you are inheriting at Lakeville South, what are some of the main core concepts of your culture at Lakeville South, and and how have you been able to cultivate those values in your players? Yeah, and I again, I would say it still goes back to those three. You know, so the, the first thing I did when I when, when I got hired was sit down with every coach on staff and try to figure out who they were, and and then try to talk about you know what we we're going to try to do 
as a program and if there's buy-in and, and there and there was so a lot of those coaches stayed and then you know, I thought there were some gaps you know with our program um, you know adding a few coaches in, in different spots so that coaching piece is still huge and you know we've been together now for a couple of years and you know still learning you know still kind of growing together as a staff and again I still I still believe it takes you know four or five years really for that for the entire staff to gel uh, we brought Scott Solly the strength coach I was talking about at Burnsville we brought him to Lakeville South so you know that strength piece again is is huge and you know we have him and, and Chris Rossmore two great strength coaches and so that's going to be a key for us moving forward again is just being able to compete physically and and same thing youth program wise again uh, made a couple minor changes but um, I, I think you know probably the biggest thing for, for, for me at South is that um, you know all three of those areas were a little little further along than where they were at Burns when we started so that's why you know, I think the turnaround hopefully will happen a little faster as you know you got those pieces kind of more in place and then the big thing, and I talked about earlier at Burnsville too, is, you know, just getting kids to believe, you know, so uh, they were one and uh, one and eight the year before I got there. And, and so there's a, there's a mental component, you know, to having kids believe they can win and believe they can be champions. And that comes in the weight room that comes through coaching staff that comes from watching film. And, you know, I, I think we really believe that, that we work hard and, and when you prepare uh, the way that we do, you, you're confident going into football games. And, and so that's, you know, those are all components of it. It's it's a lot of things that need to come together. Coach, we'll talk a little XO now here for a little bit. Your success really has been predicated on your ability to run that straight T formation offense. Um, and so what motivated you to adapt to this kind of older school offense in an era where, you know, everybody is three, four, five wide and up tempo and spread and doing all of those things. How have you been able to, adapt your straight T to, uh, to this, to this era of football? Yeah. I, I, so I, I was at Lakeville when I played, we were a, a wing T based, uh, you know, when we started at East, you were wing T based. Uh, when we started at Burnsville, we were wing T based really more out of an eye. And so, you know, starting the, the program itself, the first year, we thought we'd be wing T based out of an eye. We thought we had two really good tailbacks that were coming back that both could be thousand yard rushers and, and we thought we were we were set to go and then one of them got hurt week one one got hurt week two <laughs> and now you're now you're the third third string tailback and he got hurt and now you're the fourth string tailback and now our offense really we didn't have enough enough misdirection we didn't have you know really ways to to attack every gap and so what ended up happening is we put ourselves in a lot of bad spots offensively and I think we had negative 450 yards uh, you know going backwards you know during the season we we were minus in turnovers and so you know you look into the next year and we really didn't have those true tailback type guys uh, we had three running backs that were all 200 pounds that were physical kids but not really a true eye back uh, we had I think we've got uh, the best tight end in the state of Minnesota um, who's a sophomore Riley Malman so you got that piece there we really didn't think we had you know true receivers in a, in a passing game. And so all those things are kind of going into, you know, what do we have coming back and what's going to work for our kids. And then at the same time, when I started at Burnsville was the same, same time Steve Hamilton started at Elk River. And so, you know, we both started in 2011 and that's a great story of taking over a program that was 09 and winning the state championship in five years. So they're doing something right there. And I'm more of a defensive guy. So, you know, I, I look at, you know, the power T and I, I draw it up on paper and, you know, you've got eight gaps and you got to defend them all and there's deception and, and uh, you know, it's, it's difficult to stop if it's run well. And, and if you watch what Elk River's done, you know, for the last five years is they're, they're physical, they take care of the football, they don't go backwards, you know, and they win. And so, you know, all those things kind of 
you know, came into play. And, and so I sat down with, with Steve and, you know, we, he gave again, super kind to, you know, to share his knowledge and playbooks. And then we met with our staff and their staff to kind of get our staff to buy into it. And then we met with our kids to get our kids to buy into it. So it was a process, you know, and obviously it's, it's different. It's a, you know, it's it's an offense from a long time ago, but it's been successful. If you look at, you know, football and other areas, you know, it's big in Michigan. If you look at Alaska, there's a team that's won several consecutive state championships. There's a team in North Carolina that's done the same. So, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's it's a way to win. And you look at, you know, football in Minnesota in October and November, and, uh, again, it's it's difficult in the elements that we have. You know, we played a couple of games, you know, this year and in snow, and, and we didn't throw the football at all because we didn't have to. And so it's an advantage, I think. You know, I, I know there's a movement to spread in a lot of other, other areas, but I do think if you look at Minnesota football, you think of, you know, Eden Prairie and Tocino Grace, you know, a lot of teams are either wing T based or option based. And, and I think that's, you know, a formula for success uh, where we live. Now you did say you have a background more so on the defensive side of the ball, but in your opinion, what have been the keys to success in any kind of power T offense? And maybe on the flip side with something you're more comfortable with, what have defenses done that have given the offense and the power T the most problems? Yeah. I mean, for us, you know, we're, we're still work in progress. I think, you know, running it for a year and, and we played some really good football teams to start our season and, you know, they were, they were good. I mean, they were, they were better than us up front, you know, more physical than us. We were undersized this last year. And, and so, you know, I, I think it's a process to learn and, and really we got better as the season went on. I think we got faster at running it. And I think, you know, coach Hamilton talks about that all the time about how fast they are, you know, getting the, getting the football to the line of scrimmage. And so you know, that was a, you know, an area of growth for us as the season went on and, um, and we made a couple changes personnel wise and, and then, you know, we started seeing some success and having some big plays. And, um, you know, I, I think, again, I think we'll be better this year running it and, and, and the next year running it. I think it, it takes time. And, um, you know, defensively, we struggled when teams are better than us up front, like anybody does. It doesn't matter what offense or defense you run. Is, you know, when teams are better than you up front, it's, it's, it's hard to move the football. And, um, but, you know, like I said, I, I think, you know, we made great strides over the season. And I, I know we're excited to kind of see where we can go this upcoming season as well. Coach, a lot of people and a lot of our listeners are, are Midwestern people and, and a lot of Minnesota listeners, um, so they probably are well aware that uh, you guys ended your season last year in the state semifinals. But what a lot of people probably don't know is that you started out one in five. Um, how were you able to keep your players engaged and confident and motivated when you do have a tough start like that? Yeah, it's, I mean, that's, that's a great question. I wish I knew the answer. You, you know, we, we talked to our kids. I, I think, you know, we'd much rather play – great football teams. I think you learn a lot more when you lose to a quality football team than if you beat, you know, one that's not as good. So, you know, when we played Lakeville North and we, you know, it was 3-0 at halftime and, and we played them pretty tough, but, you know, that was a, for us, I think that was a, a good thing for our, for us to understand we can play against, you know, the best teams in the state of Minnesota. So when you lose to, you know, Lakeville North and, and Edina and a Rosemont and Burnsville, which had a, a pretty good football team this year too, and we're playing with them, you know, the, the message was, you know, we're going to keep getting stronger. You know, we're going to keep watching film. We're going to keep getting better. Uh, and really for us, <laughs> excuse me, the story I tell is we played Rosemont. We were down 31 nothing at halftime, and it was just a, a brutal half for us. We turned the ball over, got a couple block punts, and, you know, it's that cliche message at halftime of, you know, let's just go win a half. You know, so uh, we made a change at quarterback at that time and, and uh, scored a couple touchdowns in the second half. And, and, again, we walked away from that game feeling like we moved the football against – 
their number one defense and we stopped them with their number one offense and we won a half. And then we went and won a game and then won two games and won three games. And you know, that's the credit, I think, to our, our senior leaders. You know, we, we had kids that didn't quit, you know, uh, kept believing what we were doing. We, we have a great coaching staff that remained positive and kept teaching. And we talked about, you know, just getting better. It's Again, that's the, the cliche thing of you know, getting better each day and each week. And, and we did. I mean, we, you know, even if we were losing games, you know, we were getting better, you know, week three, week four. And then you know, the floodgates kind of opened up and it was a lot of fun to, to put everything all together. After making it to the state semifinals, what do you believe is the next step your program must take to make it into a title game and eventually establish yourselves among the perennial blue blood programs here in the Twin Cities Metro? Yeah, I mean, I, I think for us, you know, we're, we're going to do what we do, which, again, it's focused on, on the weight room. It's focused on watching film. It's, it's focused on, you know, on, on practicing hard. And um, we play a, a really tough schedule again. So, you know, we, we play, um, you know, our, our – our district and we add Totino Grace and Prior Lake. So uh, we're going to be battle tested. We're going to, we're going to find out again, you know, how we, how we match up right away and, and we'll make adjustments if we have to. And, you know, the goal when, when we were at ECU and at Burnsville and here is to play your best football weeks, nine, 10, 11, 12. And, and that will always be the goal. And we're going to try to compete for championships, you know, a, a district championship, section championship, state championship. That's our goal. Um, and, and then we're just going to work like heck to get there. Coach, kind of to wrap up the show here, we, we have a tradition that we always do um, for each of our guests, and it is uh, a non-football-related question. Um, but if you, you had, a, had a walk-up song as a professional baseball player or a WWE wrestler, what would it be? And, and you have to explain why you chose that song. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm kind of a Metallica guy, so I, I, I grew up, you know, kind of 80s and 90s and seen them in concert of, number of times so there, there's probably about four or five songs i would choose you know um i like bread fan or enter sandman or leper messiah so you could pick any metallica song and that would be that'd be right in my wheelhouse that'd be great 